Peace and blessings. Welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com. We are more than music. We bring you your future favorite artists today. And you can help us by subscribing to HeritageHipHop.com and following Heritage Hip Hop on all social media. We have the best interviews, podcasts, blogs, apparel, and we celebrate hip hop culture from New Jersey to around the world. And on today's episode, we sit down with Nas Naru, a radio host and podcaster of the Late Night Flight podcast. And we talk podcasting versus radio and also his origins when it comes to media and where he wants to take his brand. This is a classic episode. And we ask that you sit down, relax, make sure you subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop on whatever DSP you're listening to. And I'll come back with the rest of my commentary after this interview is finished. Peace and blessings. So welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, where we introduce you to your future favorite artist today. And today, not only do we have a voice of the people, we have a mind of the people that needs to be exposed. When you podcast, not only do you bring your energy and your intelligence to the public, you're also bringing a lens for people to see, hear, feel, and think on a higher level, not their own. So the gentleman I have on tonight is not only promoting his podcast with Heritage Hip Hop, he's also going to expose us to something the world takes Black men for granted in, and that's intelligence. So before we get started, please like, share, subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get yours, but also remember to join us at HeritageHipHop.com. And without further ado, the gentleman in the podcast, please Introduce your intellect and yourself to the people. I am the now river of Newark, New Jersey. I am the pilot of Tuskegee training. I am the creator of Black Pilot Radio and now the late night flight podcast. I am the greatest. Any badger who's ever lived, I go by the name of Nasua. New rule. All right. So everybody out there, we welcome you to the Heritage Hip Hop podcast now to let you know all podcasts have personalities and the job of the podcaster is to bring people into your mind. I'm going to switch it tonight. I'm going to bring their mind to you so you can expose the truth to the listener and the watcher of this program. You understand what I'm saying? I'm here with you. I'm here with you. So check this out. The mind of a man is a fertile playground for, 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 for either joy or deceit. What, fueled your podcast is it the joy of being able to create or inspiration from the deceit that the world gives us that says we don't have voices wow that's wow wow you started you started from the rip what's going on you didn't you didn't came from the al sharp to school 101 what's going on here <laughs> you trying to man I'm, I'm on msnbc i thought i was on instagram what's going on here i thought i was gonna get a hello how you doing you know <laughs> A bowl of yellow M&Ms just for me because I'm a narcissist. No, I'm just playing. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely joy. And the joy starts from hip hop, from me being a songwriter, being a hip hop artist in my time, in my 20s, being able to write for Mr. Cheeks uh, from the Lost Boys, being able to write for Naughty by Nature, a couple of hooks, nothing crazy, nothing to get me out of out of my living situation with my uncle in my 20s, just 
enough to when I come outside, people are dapping me up. People want to know more about me, wanting me to work with them and write with them. And I, I did all this because I didn't have enough money to really start my own career. When you're looking to do music, and, and this is something that I think a lot of people don't really tell you until you talk to people that actually crossed that bridge and got in the game, it is one hell of an investment, one hell of an investment. And one thing I do applaud the new hip hop heads of today, these new artists, whether they're trap artists or finesse rappers, whatever you want to call these young, uh, these young people, these young people have found a way to invest in themselves at a young age and become those musicians that we've been begging that be in our twenties. I tell you that I, I have to give them that. I will never disrespect them on that level. They did something that I did as a podcaster, which is invest my, in, I'm sorry, invest in myself. 2010, I'm oh, sorry, not 2010, 2013, just to answer your uh, question, bro, I got into nonfiction radio. For those who know what nonfiction radio is, it is an extension of the UW uh, network, the battle, the battle station that was ran with uh, Ray Swag and Arsenal. And I was the program director of that online radio station. And once I got to talk to other people, I, I would say Jerry Wonder, uh, Platinum Recording Studios, um, e, uh, I say Ebron, Ebro from Hot 97, Peter Rosenberg from Hot 97. I wanted to make a podcast. I wanted to create an audio resume to help me become a radio personality. I really don't want to be a podcast personality. I really want to be a radio personality. And I'm not looking to work in New York. I'm pretty sure Angie Martinez and whoever else, Hot 97 wants to wrestle up. They they got their people. If I can be the hottest, well, like my man said in uh, Belly, if I could be the hottest, you know what, in Nebraska, hey, I'm your guy. That's astounding because where most people want to be a part of the trend, you actually buck the trend. Because by wanting to do radio, but you do it in a podcast form, that gives you your own lane. And for people who don't understand, when you run your own lane, there's no traffic. So I want, I want to ask you this. So, so then how did you move towards the podcast lane? And how did you use the experience from the relationships that you built to create what you did? Oh, easy, easy. Uh, the online radio station started to crumble, just started to fade. No disrespect to anyone that was running it, even myself as a program director during my tenure there. It's a startup company. And just like anything in life with a startup company, it needs finances, it needs money. And I don't think that, and this is no disrespect again when I say this, I don't think that the UW network that was making money by booking Loaded Lux and Arsenal and all those great battle rap artists, I don't think that they were using that money to invest in nonfiction radio. I don't think that was their plan. And hey, listen, that's their, this is their baby. These are their children. They can deal with their children however they want to. It's just like real life, you know. Oh, oh, you yell at your children because they walked outside? I can't say nothing yet. That's none of my business. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those type of things. Of course I was hurt because I was an extension uh, of nonfiction radio. I helped grow with this full throttle program. We figured out, hey, as an online radio station, we need, we still need to be comparable to Hot 97 and Z100 and KTU. So you can't just have one show on a day. It's Tuesday. And we're going to have just two shows. One come on at 12 noon, one come on at 7. No, what we did, what I would say I'm, an, I'm a part of, I want to say it's mine, but you know how people are. You say, me, me, me. Oh, this guy's a narcissist. So the station, of course, when I was a part of it as a program director, we decided to make a schedule from 8 a.m. to 12 midnight, four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, helped us get 68,000 subscribers in one month. And 
that wasn't something that they cared about, which hurt. I mean, that hurt me because I'm like, wow, I, I sat here for, for three weeks developing this plan and they care nothing about it, which, again, your children, you can have you wanted to do. And that's what made me walk off and say, well, you know what? I got to figure out how can I do this on my own? And hey, you know what? 2013, 2014 was that it wasn't a sensation yet, but it was an idea as far as making a podcast. But see, the gift of podcasting is that you're more free to express when as a radio, you kind of held back by the playlist. But, you know, it's online radio, bro. So, you know, it's all hands off still. You know what I mean? This is DT DTLR style. So it's, you might as well say it began the thought of podcasting in the black American, brown American community, because that was the place where everybody was letting off and just talking about the, I would say, more of black American, brown American issues, whether it's uh, family development, uh, financial institution, uh, relationships, being monogamous, being, uh, being a polygamist. Uh, child support, all those stories that got porn, in, uh, not porn, not porn, not porn hub, but poured into uh, our society. And those were uh, the trending topics. Those are the big things that we talked about in conversation. I mean, it made Kevin Samuels what Kevin Samuels was, uh, rest in peace to that young man. So yeah, you know, it is free form, yes, but I, I had a lane dealing with nonfiction radio. It was just that nonfiction radio didn't it, it wasn't the blessing that Ray Swag and his team wanted to have. And uh, for me, of course, as an extension of nonfiction radio, being a part of people like Arsenal and Ray Swag, and you're, you're talking to Loaded Lux, you know, you're like, yo, are you serious? I mean, if you guys would just interview each other, we would get so many views. I mean, what's going on? I mean, you guys getting a million views battling each other with, uh, with your raps. Imagine me being, being the person that would interview you guys and just going through what those verses were like bar for bar. Like when, how was that per, how was Charlie Clips reaction when you said this and that to them arse, you know what I mean? It's that type of feeling. And they didn't want to do that on that level, man. That, that, whew, that hurts. That hurts. It does. But it also talks to why the podcast is important in American, if not world culture, let's do some history. Cause you're an intelligent young man. Ladies and gentlemen, remember you're on the premier podcast with two premier hosts. So make sure you got your pens and papers ready because we about to go deep. Hit that like button and subscribe because we about to go in. Check this out. What is the history of the podcast and where does it come from? Wow. Now, look, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm about to be like a, a, a dope basketball player. Like, yo, I didn't know this was made in Canada. So I couldn't even answer it in that form. I can tell you that a podcast is the freeform version of radio where you can be able to express yourself. You can publish it the way you, when I say publish it the way you want to, you can create the podcast the way you want to have it published on your own without a third party. So this is definitely independent. This is your startup. This is what we call in our com local communities, your baby. So that's what I would say my interpretation of a podcast. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't probably have more of a intellectual uh, sensibility of that. I do. Because if we looked at podcasts or where they came from, you would not be called a podcast host. You would be called a professor. Thank you. See, I like to think, like to think of myself as a personality, but, but continue. I, I like where we're going here. I like where we're going. So the origin of the podcast is, was called debating. And the debate wasn't even called debating. It was called college. Because in the history of the world, when men or women got together 
to give their ideas and to give the public knowledge. And then he had to separate to come back with another topic or a new show. That was called intellectual conversation. And in our community, especially after Reaganomics in the 1980s, especially people of color have been bastardized in American culture for not being intelligent, for not being able to hold a conversation or being over-sexualized and violent. Especially after A Different World and The Cosby Show left and we had the radio, as we saw the dawn of radio take a more industrial hip-hop point of view, the music got dumbed down and people were fiending for intelligent conversation and the other side of life that we don't see or get from mainstream media. So my question for you being a professor is, now that you have your podcast, what is the theme of the podcast and what do you want people to know walking in and what can they expect from you as they walk out? The, uh, the Late Night Flight podcast is a new take on hip hop radio that discovers America's absurdities or the global absur absurdities, but usually just America's absurdities, some funny stuff that is going on. And we like to take a infotainment perspective. So for those who don't know what infotainment is right there in front of your face, it is half information, half entertainment, and it is all curated by this self-propelled, self-determined pilot by the name of Nassau Nuru. When you walk into your plane and you're listening to what we call the late night flight, what you're going to get is an experience. It's as if you are taking this small flight from Newark Liberty Airport or JFK and you're just going to another destination. And in this, I would say under an hour uh, presentation, you're getting these topics that people probably talking about on a, on a current event level. We like to think that these perspectives that we're giving off is not old school debate radio. And I think people are still doing that style where it's debate radio. I'm right, you're wrong. Well, what I, I like to make the joke with is like uh, in Looney Tunes is rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season. It's, it's all of that. It's all of that. And what we're looking to do with the late night flight is whether it is rabbit season, a duck season or duck season, a duck season, you're getting great perspectives by these personalities that we have as pilots on the plane. And we talk about everything that's during these uh, current topics, whether it's race, religion, uh, gender, sexuality, um, and, and it's based on these articles that we pick up. So for a lot of, I know a lot of people always talk about articles. And I mean, I hope I'm not overrunning anything when I'm answering this question. Um, the thing is that a lot of people, when I, I listen to them and they're talking about relationship topics, I ask them, why you don't want to talk about anything that's worldly? Nothing, nothing wrong with what they're doing. I'm just asking questions here. I mean, because, you know, they're not realistically they're not psychologists they're not love therapists they don't have a degree in this and they're not giving out any any opinion no disrespect to them that would make me suggest that they are they are a professor in their in their area what makes you not want to give a, a opinion about what's going on in the world right now and they'll say like hey you know these things are none of my business i'm not big on politics i'm not big on this i'm not big on that and i understand all that but i'm just saying well as a personality as a podcaster as any person that's in media why you don't want to do what they call research that's important you're looking to not only entertain people but get people's attention by letting them know that you are attentive about what's going on in the everyday of this world. I don't care if you're Joe Button. I don't care if you're Nassau Nuru. That's a celebrity. I am a no one, but I am a no one that is going to research. I am a no one that is going to take at least the, the day or two 
to, hey, give a presentation that's going to make sense. Not the stuttering, not the sloppiness. It's neatness, but at the same time, it's uniqueness in how we deliver a purpose and a perspective based on the topics we have for you. That's a gift that a lot of people have. Like even on my own podcast, my podcast does not deal with worldly things. I have another show for that. But my interviews are basically set up because this way, if no one can understand you, why would they listen to your music? So I have to invest into the person to invest my free time to listen to your message. And I think that's what a lot of people get wrong. The second thing that made the um, podcast important was the Hollywood strike. Because when Hollywood went on strike, then they did reality shows. So the common person was able to uplift and become a star by having an opinion. Do you think the power of opinion given to the common man helps everybody learn through media? Or did it hold media back and just give too many people's equal opportunity to talk? Ooh, wow. So, you know what? It's, I, I'm going to answer your question by telling you something. It's not a yes or a no. I want to tell you something. Can I tell you something? I want to tell everyone here something. How's it go? When I watch the Million Dollars of Worth podcast, I don't watch it for my entertainment. And I'm not trying to disrespect no one. I'm just listening to what I'm saying to you. When I watch it, I watch it because it's on YouTube. It's on a YouTube short. This is already going to be in my algorithm because Gilly and his man's already made their, like whoever they paid to get their marketing done. I mean, it's, it's flawless. It's out here. You know, it's, it's for your eyes to see. It was only just drink champs and Joe Button as far as, hip-hop Black American podcast that was just in your face, smack dab in your face. CBS Radio already picked up Drink Champs five years ago already, right? So here we are, and I'm looking at these guys, and I'm listening to them talk and do their show. And, you know, I'm not here to knock them, but I'm like, yo, I can host this show, and this would be four times better. But we know who Gilly is already. Gilly is a known entity. If you get someone, let's say Jay Wow from the Jersey Shore, she can have a podcast tomorrow. There's probably 150,000 people that can do it 10 times better than Jay Wow. But Jay Wow was a superstar on MTV. We're going to want to listen to that for a couple of months just because. So the answer to all this is, first of all, we're, since this is such a new outlaw type of thing that's going on, the celebrities or the public figures get to just stand put a flag on it quick because they already are known people and people are going to just flock to people that have stories to tell and is in the industry that you may like when michelle obama had uh the great michelle obama by the way we ain't just saying like she's some normal person the great michelle obama had her podcast that was on npr of course any person especially black american women and men that are into social science are going to jump at that and listen to that. Why would you not? It's Michelle Obama. You get to hear some, some, some secrets in the Oval White House that you would never think will go down. So it's you're fighting that when you are someone such as myself that's like, hey, look, man, I think I got what it takes no matter what's going on. And that's going to take some marketing, some promotion to help me become this, I don't know, this radio version of Kevin Hart. But sure, um, that's, that's just going to come with money. So I hope that answered your question. It's more of, 
the people that do reality shows and and uh, the media, they get to run podcasting because they are known entities. Now, does that dumb down media? I, I, I would say no. To be honest with you, let's just be real for a second. And I hate that. I hope I'm not going to. I'm about to say some shit real fast, you know, because I'm a podcaster. So I got to say something. Democrats and Republicans have made the media weak because they have poured in money to MSNBC and Fox News. If you don't think I'm saying something right, well, hold on. We have January 6th hearings right now, something that everybody that's supposedly an American is supposed to get behind when someone does what they call insurrection. One news station is playing it. The other news station is not. I thought news was supposed to be public news for the public for us to get an interpretation of what's going on with facts based off the sources that you talk to so we can have an understanding of what's going on in the country. It's not like that anymore. It is the is these partisans, these parties that get the pouring money to these stations. They talk to the one side, talks to all the Democrats about what the hell is going on. And always one Republican that's just mad about some bill. Yo, man, look, man, you know, I know sometimes we all got to stand together, but it's BS. It is Hatfields and McCoys. So I would say that in itself has dumbed down the media. Intellectual, very deep. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Nas Nauru of the top flight night. Was it? Of the late night flight. Of late, the late night flight. flight. I apologize. Don't worry, don't worry. You will remember after this interview. Don't you worry, my friend. That's the only true word. Don't no you. Doubt. My notes, my notes went out. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to not only a great podcaster, but we're talking to an intellectual uh, intellectual triad. You don't understand what a triad is? It's three powers, the form of one. Mind, spirit, and soul is right here. So let's, let's get into something a little more deep, like you've been talking about, the dumbing down of media. The dumbing down of media seems to be the call of the wild, I should say. Because when the media is dumb down, especially dumb, the so-called news is just propaganda. And the podcaster's job is to entertain because you got to get people to listen to you but it's also to manage the propaganda that the people come in with as well. What has been the hardest thing that you had to fight as a podcaster, not only to be known, but to show that your show is relevant on a level that the mainstream is not when it comes to topics you cover. I'm going to be very honest. And I think my co-producer, co-producer smarts is going to give me a call when he sees this and be like, I can't believe you just said that, but I'm going to be honest. The late night flight, as good as I think it is, and of course, it can always be better. I still have not found that main co-host. I have, I am so blessed to have a lot of parts. I believe they call that a uh, uh, sum of parts or the parts of many. Mm-hmm. One of that type of uh, that type of jazz. So I got uh, my homegirl Keisha, and I got Dante Credo, Ali Montana, Teddy Bear Jers, co-producer Smarts, myself, and. Uh, we all they all take turns and and to give their perspectives on certain topics depending on what they like, but at the same time, um, yo, you, I, I think it's so important to have the listeners know that you are talking to people that know what they're talking about, and when they're going to uh, base things on sources, going to accredit those sources. 
people laugh at me because um I had I actually had a friend two months ago told me that yo. This reminds me of when you used to present in elementary school, your third grade book reports. And you always get an A because you, 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 I don't know who helped you with your book reports, but maybe it was your mother, your father, whoever, when you used to state facts about Malcolm X or Marcus Garvey or W.E.B. Du Bois, when we had to talk about our civil rights activists on February, you know, you know what's going on in February when you were in elementary school. And I would accredit these sources. We was doing that in third grade. It wasn't a college level. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that style, but it was just, saying that it was based on this or based on this book right here. And to have other kids say that was impressive, that's pretty cool because that's what I'm doing right now. It's still, I would say it's elementary in presentation because again, we want it to be an entertaining show. We want it, we want people to be into it and not and not act like we're Tom Brokaw, but we are everyday people that have studied and researched the same way Tom Brokaw has. And then we want to deliver it, not in a, a news anchor style, but as a personality, letting you know, like, hey, we done read the newspaper. We know what's going on. And we done read our, uh, our backward. We done hit Google, done, you know, uh, done studied what we need to study there and then come with a great presentation for you. That that's easy. That is simplistic. Well, I won't say simplistic, is as you like you said. I, I come as an intellectual, but I still want to have this clever verbiage, clever wordplay, clever presentation. Some things don't even have to be in words. It could just be a skit. If you listen to some of the shows uh, where we have these courtroom skits, I even got a character called Congo Kana. He's the uh, he's the first Black American out of an all Black American broadcasting school to graduate from it. Like he's just his own back character. So yeah, you. <laughs> You know, it's, it's just presenting it in that. Yo, I'm glad you were talking about radio back in the day. And I, I'll say this and I'll, I'll end this because I'm a big fan of what Ed Lover and Dr. Dre did. Um, It wasn't su super intellectual, but what it was was information and fun. I really learned something from listening to this show before I went to class at eight o'clock in the morning, even though I got to listen to it for only two hours and not the full four hours from six to ten. But I learned something. And then at the same time, they would have the, you know, check out the, uh, the, the morning show with Aunt Lisa Andre. And they had somebody call it up and do the rap. It was like they were just having fun. But at the same time, they knew what was going on in the country. And I just want to do that same for you guys, because I don't think that that is happening anymore in hip hop radio. That's an absolute fact. You're 100 percent correct. So being that you brought that up. Podcast is also the inspiration of people who teach you. I have a double-sided question for you. All right. What people in hip-hop media taught you to prepare you for this? And what people in media outside of hip-hop prepared you to be the producer and the host that you are as well? Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. No one in hip-hop, I would say for the most part, has helped me become this, present, this, uh, this presenter. There's people in hip hop I like. I just love. Like I love Kendrick Lamar. I love his. Uh, I love his his thoughtfulness. And then of course when you see Jay Z, I love the business. And then of course the thoughtfulness as far as the lyricism and how he brings that into the business. I love Nas for the wordplay. Little Wayne for the wordplay. I love Drake because Drake is the Shaquille O'Neal of rap. You know, he can do everything. He wants to do everything. He, you know, he's trying his best to do as much as he can. Um, so it's all of that. I'll be honest with you. It's going to sound real funny. But as far as when it comes to the media and presentation, it was John Stewart. It was Stephen Colbert. It was <laughs> it was Eddie freaking Murphy. All right. You know what I mean? It was 
these guys that had me, uh, like they are, in my opinion, the combination of information and entertainment. They can give you a topic that was something that was a hot topic and was and everybody had an intellectual uh, point of view. And Eddie Murphy can just actually like improv it and, and do it as if he and do it in a theatrical manner. So he was intelligent using his body to give you what he felt about Reaganomics. If you ever watched Delirious, Delirious, he did that in like, you know, three minutes. That's what I wanted to do. Um, I, yes, I like to talk. I like to be an orator. Uh, when I was young, I was uh, and in, in, grew up in, grew up a Christian and, and up in a black American church in the Baptist church. I used to preside. Yeah, love that. Love to talk. Love that type of attention. But when I was a kid, I didn't know. I didn't have any substance with. It. I just had a lot of flair. So uh, now you get to see the the mixture of flair and substance with the late night flight. Salute to everybody who is listening right now. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, share button, and if you're on the streaming platforms, make sure you share this with everybody else to know that not only do podcasters get together, or the real ones at least, not only can we work together, we also interview each other and bring each other to the world. You know what I'm saying? The night, the late night flight is available now on what platform, sir? We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are on Amazon Music, Audible. Um, I have visual... When I do my visual stuff, just to let people know what's going on, because this is an audio podcast, but when you want to get the visual going on, you want to see some things, you can go on the uh, the Late Night Flight podcast on Instagram. You can go to the Late Night Flight, which is the business page on Facebook. But how we monetize this podcast, how we monetize this podcast, how we monetize this podcast is when you go to those streaming platforms. And I know it's Black America, because trust me, bro, let me tell you. I'm still out here walking outside with a bunch of flyers, passing it out with a QR scan, letting people know, hey, check out the podcast. And there's so many Black Americans that's just in our local community that haven't still downloaded Spotify or, hell, downloaded Title. I know Jay-Z gone, but damn, I mean, he started. Download Title, my goodness. <laughs> um, and downloading uh, Apple Podcasts. People have iPhones and don't even pay attention to the Apple Podcast uh, icon that they have. So... Look, these are free apps that are not going to waste your your phone us uh, your your phone storage. Download these apps immediately and support the Black Americans that are looking to monetize this way. The reason why I didn't go on YouTube, and I know you didn't ask me this, but I just have to say that because it, it goes in place with the downloading of these apps. I didn't go on YouTube, and I understand it's easy to be on YouTube. Everybody's on YouTube, but think about. As, as someone that's marketing a business. A lot of people always talk about business. Think about this. If everybody has a t-shirt business and you want to have a t-shirt business too, you got to make sure your t-shirt business stands out from all the other t-shirt business. Businesses, I meant to say, my apologies. So what you think I did? Everybody's on YouTube. All the stars are on YouTube. They're going to garner all the views. You, I, look, when I go on YouTube, look, cats out the bag. I'm a big... I used to be a big pro wrestling fan. So when I want to listen to some old school stories, did I listen to some new kid off the block? No, I listened to Jim Cornette. That doesn't mean I don't listen to the new kid on the block, but when a new kid on the block sounds like a new kid on the block and don't know what he's talking about, I go to Jim Cornette. I go to somebody that actually did the thing. So my thing is this. I said, you know what? Red Circle, my distributor, they said, if you can get us 5,000 downloads, we will get our sales team to help you get advertisement. We'll help you monetize. It's still just like any other platform. A thousand views is $7, whatever. But I got to, well, we're at 27,000 plus right now. But the thing is this, 
to get to 5,000 just to be monetized. Yo, I'm going to ride with Red Circle. So y'all should go holler at Red Circle if you are a podcaster. Don't deal with YouTube. The reason why so many of us was, went on YouTube and did this visual version of our podcast is because we were all in the house due to the coronavirus. Now that we're back outside, some of y'all no disrespect. The visual that you're putting out is not all that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not. And and, and I ain't knocking nobody because, listen, to do this stuff on that level, the level that you see Joe Button, all these guys, it takes a real investment. It takes a real investment. I am doing the best with what I can, with what I have. I have an audio engineer that I thank God for. We have a couple of studios where we can do some visual stuff for you guys, but even that takes money. So we want you to monetize, help us. Well, we want you to help us monetize, keep it real, but hell, we can monetize and give back. We don't know yet, but we won't figure that out until six, eight, ten thousand 10,000 people a week start listening to the late night flight. That's what we're doing here. That's why we're promoting. That's why we're being interviewed by, man, by one of the hottest Hip hop pages that's out right now on Instagram, man. We need you. Yep, we do. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time because everything is um so fast. We have a good conversation. Oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that's the art of the podcast. It ain't. It's not what you ask. It's how you converse through the questions. Just remember that. That's a jewel for you. Oh yeah. So okay. <laughs> so, so before before we close up, because we got a good twenty something minutes left. I wanted to have some fun and really talk about some of the information you put out on your own show, because uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't research, you don't have, you really don't have a show. Remember that. One of my favorite segments that you did was on Kevin Samuels. Oh, you like that? Okay. Yes, I did. I'm listening. Okay. Come on. <laughs> because the Kevin Samuels, the Kevin Samuels uh, conversation that y'all had did not talk about what he talked about. It was the presentation of how he got people to pay attention. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and the thing I loved about it is I've watched Kevin Samuels for years. So this is not new to me. So when he would talk to men, he would put men down just like he's put the women down. But when black men fight each other, so-called black men fight each other, then it's not a topic. When you bring the so-called, because I don't believe in this, when you bring in the opposite sex into it, then it's a power struggle, it's identity, it's sexualization, but it's not intelligent. And he brought a very intelligent look at it. And you, on your show, brought out another very intelligent look at it. From this, from this show, what did you learn about Kevin Samuels from the people that maybe you didn't acknowledge on that show? Hey, repeat, repeat that question one more time. I want to make sure I answer that because, of course, when you, Kevin Samuels is, for some reason now in this internet life, it's a, it's a hot button. You say Kevin Samuels, it, it triggers the wrong thing, men and women alike, for some reason. So just, just repeat that question one more time. I want to make sure I answer it correctly. For what you. did you learn of Kevin Samuels from the people that you did not cover on the show? I ain't learned nothing. Not a damn thing. Because everybody wanted to talk about the triggering stuff. Everybody wanted to just talk about the controversies, uh, how, like you said, how he puts down women. Then you have some, some uh, I, I would call them high-profile men because they, they think a little more clearly than others about how they're bashing each other as men and, and they come up with their own uh, impromptu theories on that. Uh, but the, the thing is, it was always just a battle of the sexist thing. And... Look, man, Kevin Samuels, say what you want. This is why I respected him. And, and it wasn't about the content. It was the marketing of the content. 
Relationship topics are hot and heavy. White, black, Hispanic, it don't matter. Everyone likes to talk about love. And here is this no one from nowhere found a way to, I'm pretty sure he paid for it, to get himself on World Star. They take a quick, what, 30, 40 second clip talking about you average at best. And we're all in the house and we're all talking about relationships and what pow, right here in front of your face. Controversy makes cash, like the great Eric Bischoff once said. And that's what's going, that's just what happened. It, it was lightning in a bottle. Kevin caught it. It happened. It's all good. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. I just wanted to share that with people because I'm into making the podcast that big, that Kevin Samuels type big. That is the marketing strategy that I care about so much more than the actual content. Mom, look what Howard Stern is doing. Howard Stern been interviewing porn stars since the 80s, okay? He's been letting women ride on Sibians. You don't know what that is. Go Google something since the 90s, okay? He's been interviewing porn stars with their breasts out since the 70s, okay? Like Howard Stern been doing God knows what in XM Radio, been paying him God knows what forever. And he can do whatever the hell he wants. That man don't talk a lick of intellectual. Well, to be honest with you, he talks about the same topics that anybody else would talk to about the current events, but he does it in a Howard Stern Pornhub fashion. It's just always a dirty joke behind it, whether it's funny or not, usually not funny. They have the black sister Robin go ahead and make a little quick Egg McMahon joke about it and they keep it moving. But again, they are million the hell, million the hell, million the hell years. So I just look at it like, hey, look, I'm going about it as the right, as right of a way as I can, which is honestly a little self-righteous. But hey, you want my self-righteousness or you want poor Hub Stern? You make your choice, America. Hurry up, because I'm in here. I made my choice because I learned something of Kevin Samuels from y'all's show that most people don't talk about. And you talked about the marketing aspect. Yes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is why podcasters interview podcasters. Pay attention. World Star became the hub of inner city communication after Dipset, because they actually helped break Dipset. And that's how Worldstar got a lot of their shine. Rest in peace to Q, you know, and anybody over there. And yes, to get on Worldstar, I know, to get a block on there, it's like, what, five Gs? <laughs> and then um, to get a square on there, it's like a thousand, or eight, or it starts at $800, I believe. So yes, he did have to pay. But it is the one thing of exposure that can blow you up to make you the premier or the preeminent voice for people who did not know they needed to hear that thing. Here's the other thing I learned from your podcast. I already knew it, but it reinforced it. And that was supply and demand is the lie. There's no such thing. Cause you can make a demand and then supply what people didn't know they wanted. You showed me that in the uh, conversation where you said, who are the three people you'd like to sit down with in the conversation? Remember? And when your man said Shaq, <laughs> remember, he made the supply, he made the demand because you was like, I didn't think about that. And he started telling you what it is. And he got your mind going. And then that's what pulled you in. The point of a podcast is to be listened to, understood and entertained. What is the end game for your podcast? How do you see your podcast progressing, if not surviving for the next 20 years? So 
we need to market it. We need to get it to a, a whole nother level. I don't want to get too deep into that. You heard exactly what I said. So if you are a podcaster or if you are an investor, if you are someone that is into media on that level, then you know exactly what I meant when I said that. So that means you can hit me up on the Instagram. Talk to me about that. That's number one. Um, also, um, hmm, the end game realistically is it's, it's a few of them maybe like three of them number one i want to be on radio i still want to do that if i could be on a platform that would help out a channel that i want to create i would probably be more inclined to want to be on youtube now because i have a platform maybe 10 20 000 will already know who i am now because i'm the hottest man in cincinnati right now that's all good I can use that 10, 20,000, help me monetize, and we can keep making content, keep making content, keep making content. Another thing that can happen is we're trying to shop this to Tidal, shop this to Spotify, shop this to Apple Podcasts, make this a Spotify original, a iTunes original, a Tidal original. I would love to go that route. I, I, I don't know if I have six, seven years of doing this on the independent level. I'm, I'm trying my best because, look, it, it costs money. We're working everyday nine to five jobs. We're paying rent. We're not 20 year olds living with our uncle or anything like that, or living with our moms. We're grown up. We're grown up people. The people that work next to me, they're married people. The fact that they give me three or four hours to mix down this and make it sound unique and different from the other podcasters that's coming up, because that's another thing too. We invested in equipment. I'm using a webcam right now instead of my computer webcam. I want to show people like, hey, I am from the hood. I'm right here in Newark, New Jersey. I can walk right outside, go to the corner store, go get me a couple of wraps, come right back in here, roll up an eighth and, 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 you know, and just shake it down with anybody. But I'm also saving up money because this is what I know how to do. I know how to do this. I work in sales. As you can tell, I know I, I got some game on me. I could talk. I can make it personable. And then I hit you for the clothes. Grant Cardone style. No problem. However, however, this is what I know how to do. Let's just be for real. I'm not here to entertain you, but if you allow me to, I think it would be a great investment for your ears, a great investment for your future, and an even better influence for your young. Definitely. So then tell the people how they can follow you, catch the late night flight, the late night, the late night flight podcast, <laughs> and more importantly, how to stay tuned because if you don't, you get lost. So again. Download these apps in order to listen to the Late Night Flight podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, I think I said Google Podcasts, I think I said Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those type of apps are free. You can put them on your phone. It will not mess up your storage at all. They're all under a gig. Go get it for me, please. Pretty please. I'm on YouTube too, but again, I'm monetizing through those other platforms. I really want you to get to that. Um, if you want to have, uh, if you want to be interviewed, you can hit me up on the Instagram. I have an Instagram just so people can DM me if they want to be interviewed. The Late Night Flight Podcast, uh, where I I would say headquarters is at right now, is uh, the Late Night Flight Facebook page. Um, I like Facebook. I know there are people like Facebook. That's not cool anymore. <laughs> Facebook is very community and there's a lot of podcast groups in on Facebook and I would say that there's some black podcasters that still need to we still need to tighten up and come more together as a as a community It'll be a little bit more Tulsa Black Wall Street but you know what I, I'm I like I like that more 
And besides, one thing Facebook is doing that Instagram doesn't do, and this is for you podcasters, this is some game, they don't monitor, they monetize. Facebook monetizes. Instagram doesn't. Now, if you're dealing with advertising, that, that type of stuff, that's, that's different. But if we're talking about, I'm going to have a podcast episode and it's only going to be on IG, well, you better start getting 2 million followers ASAP because that's the only way you're going to start monetizing so you can have advertisement on your page. With Facebook, you can monetize the same way you do on YouTube. You actually get more money off the 1,000 views on Facebook than you do YouTube. Go look this up. Of course I have. That's another reason. My last thing about that. The main thing why I want you guys to get down with me, I have studied. I have watched the playbook, read the playbook, study the playbook before I even stepped on the field and started throwing the football 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 yards, okay? I have been in this film room. I am not Gilly. I'm not Joe Button. I'm not Miss Jones. I'm not the guy that, uh, I forgot his dude name. Oh, he in Philadelphia, man. I forgot his dude. I think his name, uh, he, oh, my guy. He does like all the hood, uh, all the hood interviews, man. I forgot his name. He's a chubby dude with a beard. But anyway, I'm just saying these these guys are doing it. These guys and girls are doing it. I am a, I'm coming up, but I'm innovative. And I have found a way to help this podcast get monetized. Yo, if I got to do 10 other interviews after this one, I'm here to do it every day of this week because I need you guys to know we ain't doing this for nothing. We don't publish episodes just because we know how to publish episodes. All right. We're doing this because we know this product can go to another level, but it needs more eyes. Quick thing about a South Park and I leave it and I, I leave everything be. How did South Park get discovered? South Park in the late 90s emailed all the people that they knew an episode of South Park for some reason. When other people just started forwarding out to, you know, to other people, George Clooney was one of those people in an email, saw it, liked it, helped it get signed. Who knew? I'm still on it like that. I'm still on my indigenous people smoke signal stuff, all right? Like, I'm emailing this out to people, texting it out to people. Any way I can, I can let you know that something innovative and different is out here for your ears. And the people that are hosting it, man, listen, no disrespect to the competition. We are maybe two and a half times different. Y'all know the word I want to say, but different than the competition. I promise you that. So with that being said, everybody, we've come to the close of the first part of our interview. Now we're going to have some fun. Are you ready to play this game with me? I'm always ready to play the game. Y'all know this is the BS on every episode of the Late Night Flight. It is America's favorite intro. This is the BS. So, you know, I always love to play some games. So this is called the rapid fire questions, which are not yes, no questions. These are questions about yourself, your craft and our culture to show the world. Not only are you intelligent, but you have a welcome command of your knowledge and how to use it. You ready to go? I am ready to go. Let's make it happen. So I have, since you're a podcaster, I'm going to actually give you a choice. You could go music and then you could go media and you tell me which one you want to do first. So music and media, what are we doing? Let's go media. Okay. Radio was killed by video. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Radio was killed by video and video was killed by streaming. What did the podcast kill to make it spot known in media? 
Man. So look, hear me out. Podcast didn't kill anything. What happened? What happened was YouTube made money. That's what happened. They made so much money. Spotify said we're gonna do a green book, a green park, whatever they that, that was called. Remember that? Did you, did you, did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. Spotify did they? I don't know. Let's just call it greenhouse. We being funny here, but they try to put a green thumb in their own thing and try to put their own little YouTube spin on it just for podcasters. That went away in two years. Okay. Facebook still trying to conjure up a scheme to do it. Damn, they ain't do it. In fact, they actually published. They yo, I had 200 extra downloads every time I, I had Facebook publish episode because once you just post it and you just put the episode right there on facebook they will listen to it and then when i go back to red circle mad facebook people from facebook like basically i would say like 60 percent of my listeners came from facebook for two months but then facebook shut down the idea podcasts are out here and and what youtube has figured out is since every yo is over four hundred thousand podcasts out right now Okay, 400,000 right now. So that means they're on any type of, well, not any, but many platforms, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, but YouTube probably number one. And that just allows YouTube to get even more advertisement. So I don't think it killed anything. I think it actually helped the online, ad. well, I don't know if you call it the online ad, but the download app. It actually helped out what social media, social content, and what phone content is. So, uh, yeah, they haven't taken away anything. I think for what uh, what we are living now in a virtual era, it has nothing to do with visuals or audio. It just has something to do with the demand, celebrities, YouTube. Okay, media or music. Where we going? I want to do one more me- media. Let's get let's get get some more media. I like this. I like this. Okay. Joe Buttons is the father of the modern hip hop podcast because he's the person who actually took it from radio to YouTube first. Yes, he is. But in your opinion, who perfected the hip hop podcast to let people know that hip hop is more than the music and it's also a talking point in our society? Oh, no. uh, There's one guy, one guy only. His name is Nassau Nuru. And I'm waiting for Complex. I'm waiting for Title to figure that out so you can come holler at me. Revolt come through here's the problem think about this for a second bro and and I, I hope i am not shooting nobody down when i say this yo can you tell me someone that came from complex or revolt that is like like let's say on the level of sway nobody right the nerve of these platforms these platforms are supposed to be for black americans and brown americans and, and supposed to be energized with hip-hop and they haven't even put together a, a new downtown Julie Brown or Bill Bellamy a Sway. None of that. None of that. Until now, if you holler at me. I feel that. Okay. It's on you, media or music. Where you want to go? Let's do music. Let's go, let's go back to the, my first love. Okay. Uh, what artist, album, or song perfectly describes you at this moment in your life? Oh, without a doubt, we got to go very, 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 very modern. And we got to go Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar. Um, that album, that piece is, is basically 
therapy. That's what it is. It's him and a therapist. And when you get to count me out, when they're saying a uh, breakthrough, and then you hear like, yo, first of all, the first half of the album, you, you're getting an extension of damn. You just get an extension of damn. And it's like, damn. Oh yeah. Right. And as soon as I'm done with that, with that ghost face song with, uh, with, with summer. Right. And then it goes in to count me out. It's a brand new Kendrick. It's even more soulful. It's even more self-righteous. And it's doubling down on what 90s hip hop was, where it's expression in the verbalization of rhyme and reason. And oh my God, that is Nassau Nuru because I am about the rhyme and reason. At the same time, I am about my perspective. It is a style that honestly, Kanye West, really got to make popular. Not most Death, not uh, Talib Kweli. Unfortunately, they're amazing. But Kanye West got to do that. And if you watch that documentary, you'll see that unfold because he could have went to Rockers Records. He'd have just been another one. He'd probably just been a producer for most Death and Talib because they are better lyricists than Kanye. But Kanye was something special where he can deliver a simplistic conscious message through some fun and laughter. He was he's actually the first podcast rapper. Um, I would like to say he's the godfather of podcasting. If you ask me, he's the topic. He's always the topical conversation. That's what I got out of uh, to bring me back mm. to Kendrick Lamar. That's what I got out of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. That was a podcast. Every song was a topic, especially when you get to We Cry Together. Are you crazy? Are you serious? My God, that is probably the, that was Kevin Samuels all in one right there. So yeah, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, the Big Steppers for me. Music or media, where you want to go? Music. Okay, let's do a podcast topic in reference to music. We have a lie being put on in mainstream media because it's catchy, which is ratchet and it's taking over the media. And people are talking about a guy not giving his son McDonald's when the mother called. We have a video out now where a, a girl is saying that the guy is broke because he wouldn't pay for her 18 friends for her birthday party. Unfortunately, we have another trend on social media that people are ignoring where people are either killing or bodily call the bodily harm to their partners. My podcast question for you in regards to music is if hip hop elevated marriage, do you think our conversations would change and how? No, because it wouldn't change because let's be honest, some of our greatest rap artists have been married for hundreds of years. Snoop Dogg has been married. Snoop Dogg got to talk about all the hoes, okay? All the hoes. The man's been married to one woman forever, all right? All the hoes. <laughs> and um, you know what? Now, because I don't want to get deep into the whole marriage thing, so I'm going to just say no to that. But I will say what can elevate hip-hop elevate podcasting in hip-hop if we're just talking about just um you know well you said marriage so is marriage the key to help hip-hop evolve i would say no i would actually say um this is gonna this is gonna sound very cliche but i'm, I'm gonna just be honest the promotion of these kendrick lamars and and look listen this has nothing to do with the street artists. The street gangster artists is that they should be there. They should be alive and well. They're part of hip hop. That's not a conversation. But uh, imagine what, not imagine, 
again, watch the Kanye documentary. Look what hell he had to go through in Rockefeller. That in itself should let you know how much a quote-unquote podcast, well, I call him podcast rapper, but I meant quote-unquote as in backpack rapper, how they got shunned. How they got shunned. Well, we got in the early 90s. Oh, I'm about, to, I'm about to show you something because I, you might think I'm not that I'm not that young, but I ain't that old. But I'm about to show you something. Far side uh channel live uh, 19. What is it? Uh, 93 till infinity. These guys from the West Coast that wasn't talking no bang bang stuff made great hip hop music and then they shut it down because the gangster rap of the West Coast became prominent, which is fine, but they just forgot about the other music. And then now the the duck down productions of the world that was just hip hop and it was just, uh, you know, it was just underground. They decided to take more of a locks and MOP presentation. It, it, it messes up. Look, look at what we got going on right now. If you think I'm lying, think about like, do you think any of these tight jeans pierced out head like in their nose and mouth looking tape of people? You think they kill us? I mean, they can be. I'm not saying they're not. I'm not even saying they're not gangster. I'm just saying they don't come off like that at all. They come off like normal people that wanted an opportunity to entertain you and was willing to do anything out of everything in order to make you happy. And they did that. And now they have to uh, sometimes they have to they got to see before they sell, basically. They got to see before they weigh into the industry. So I, I would just say if they would have publicized more Nick Cannons and Macklemore's and Kendrick Lamar's than Little Babies and the Babies, I think that would have helped hip hop. That's interesting. And Kendrick's also married. <laughs> Let's put that out there. No, I mean, but, <laughs> you know what I'm but, but let me tell you something. But look, but, but, but look how marriage is being publicized now as far as not only just podcasting, but even on television. And this is what I'm saying. Uh, I remember when Donald Glover received his award, his Emmy. And oh, no, I thought it was a Golden Globe when he was on Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about his, his, his wife, but he called her his partner. Kendrick Lamar, when he received one of his Grammys, uh, no matter of fact, it was in an article, it wasn't even live, but it was in an article. He described his wife as his partner. We don't say wife, we don't say spouse. Like, is in my, for me, it's these words, man, it's, it's the words. If you have a child that's five, six years old, they don't want to hear partner. What the hell is that? They want to hear wife. They want to hear husband. They need to hear those words. Even if you got two men, they want to hear husband, husband. They, like we need to use the words that identifies with marriage so we can understand, okay, these theories on love that we say we are having misunderstandings with. When you say partner, we don't know what you're talking about. Sound like you just got to, you know, like, is this Scotty Pippen? Who is this person? <laughs> partner that's interesting i'm just saying like it's bro it's the words man it's words you know what i'm saying like when i go out on dates with women they like because they don't know and no disrespect to the women i mean i'm pretty sure men do the same but i'm just i'm just going by what i you know i date women so when i talk to women and they don't know what they want it shows and you can you can tell because they can't even verbalize it mm. it's just like ah, oh, you know I, I just i got plenty of male friends what makes you think that's a good thing what man that's over here taking you out about to spend $200 on you wants to hear the fact that you have other male friends? Mm. Mm. Check, please. So right there, we're going to stop that right there because we need y'all to think about that. <laughs> Mike dropped right there. We got four more questions and then we're going to fade out. 
All right. So here we go. Music or media? Where you want to go now? Let's go media. Okay. What is the role of a woman in hip hop? How do we elevate her in the media? Ooh, the role of woman in hip hop needs to, it can be the female version of Jay-Z. It can be Raspity. It can be Nicki Minaj. To be honest, that should be an undefined question. I mean, that should be an undefined answer to that question. The A woman in hip hop can be the greatest MC of all time, male or female. We just, we're waiting for it. We want to see what that looked like. Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and Megan Thee Stallion are actually making these this modern day debate right now very great. And, and I'm I'm hoping, I'm praying that Queen Latifah is looking at that and like, yo, we did something, even though it's not the UN the UNITY style. But again, this is where again we talk about Kendrick. What about Raspity? Because Raspity is like that, and she needs to be promoted as such and just because she gets nominated for a grammy they did that because it's coronavirus season no one's really caring no one's really picking up on a bob she's a bob that i think hip-hop as a whole should be pouring some money in and, and getting her marketed you know like honestly if she was part of bad boy marketing i think she'd be the shit yo did i don't know how diddy's like executive producer work is as music how good that is anymore but when it comes to his management oh man he he have you number one in no time. Um, so I would say that as far as females in media, I mean, what are you we, we talking about Oprah Shonda Rahm's territory over here, dog? I mean, women in media are winning, winning, winning. All right. There's no conversation about that. The women in media, especially black American women in media, are winning. They are running Netflix. They are running ABC right now, okay? They are doing it. The, some of the better, better movies, uh, I believe it's Queen and Slim, black American woman. You know what I'm saying? Moonlight, black American woman, all right? So, yeah, black American women are running hip-hop uh, as far as the media is concerned and uh, in podcasting and media, period. So, yeah, I think women can do whatever they want in that field. All right. Shout out to Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Oh, Remy, yeah. Remy Rat, dope on the Hip Hop 50 Volume 1. All right. Um, music and media. We got three more. What's up? We got three more. Let's do media. Let's go ahead. Let's go to media. Let's go to a very important media topic that I don't think people talk about enough. Okay. Truth. <laughs> you have a truth. You have your truth. And then there's the truth. What does it take for us to get the find or get the truth out of somebody who's doing a podcast? What is it going to do to get the truth out of someone that hosts the podcast? What? How do we get the truth? Remember, there's a truth, mm-hmm. their truth, and yeah. the truth. How yeah. do we get the truth from somebody out in, a, in a podcast? You probably not going to get that from a lot of people in podcasting because they don't have their facts straight. They don't know what they're talking about. The, the smarter podcast... I will say this, the smarter podcasters of today, which are the celebrities, because they ain't trying to talk about the everyday stuff. And if they do, they make it very uh, cliche and mediocre. They create their own controversy right now. Again, I'm going to keep talking about the million dollars of work because they are my uh, they're my uh, standard right now of BS, but but in a good way. So I believe right now, Gilly and (laughs) Wallow. Gilly and Rick, yo, what? Like, why is this a thing? You know what I'm saying? Gilly and Rick Ross 
are beefing with each other? Like, why? Like, Rick Ross, come on out. This is Gilly. Like, Gilly doesn't deserve your time, but I know why he's getting the time. It's just to help Gilly out. It's just that type of marketing because we're still in that controversy makes cash. Controversy goes viral in social media. So that's my answer to that. Music and media, let's go. Music. If two artists had a versus and it's and it perfectly summed up you as a person, which two artists would battle? Ooh, wait. Oh my god, you'd be knocking it down. Two artists that battles each other. Wow, for supremacy of my style. Oh man, yeah. I'm about both, to both of these artists make up you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. Wow. Woo. Woo. Wow. Because I'm I'm trying my best not to be narcissist about it and just like not pick my two favorite. Just pick two that that I, I can say like, yo, this is this is me though. Tell the truth. Just be so, you. I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely say Kendrick Lamar is one. Like Kendrick, everybody used to tell me like, yo, I'm like, I'm, they just I remind them of Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? I I remind myself of Kendrick, so I, I'll say Kendrick one. But the one I'm about to say, this is very sensitive of me to say it because it's from like a, a place of fashion and also a place of vulnerability that he possesses. But again, you're talking to a guy that does lyrics. So Kendrick Lamar versus Andre 3000 for the win, please. So then what you're telling me about yourself as a person is you are a very thoughtful person whose sensitivity lies on not how the world perceives him, but how he can affect the world. And I also wear tight clothes, yes. <laughs> and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's that. I expect that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna take the last the last question off the board. I'm gonna ask you a throwaway question, then your final question. How did you like being on the Heritage Hip Hop podcast? And would you recommend the experience to someone else who's looking to do um, an interview? You know something, bro? You're you're a great host. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, you. You're a different type of host. This is not like, um, I'm not grading you, but I'm just talking about your presentation. You came from an angle of history and it shows that again, you're so, like if I didn't know you and I met you and we was talking and, and you just started talking about, like I could see you just talking about the history of podcasting. Like, yo bro, do you even know how podcasting came about? We would have had this conversation, man. I'd have been like, damn, where you gonna be at next week? We gonna be in Brooklyn at the festival, man. We got some people that, yo, you should just come up and, and just hang out, man. I'd have been like, yeah, yo, I'm, I, I think I am. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, you bring that for me, bro. Like, it's it's more of a, a place of, it's it's a home. You know what I mean? It was more of a of lesson. And when you're getting a lesson from people sometimes, um, especially if it's not coming from a, a place of, of like a like a narcissist, self-righteous place which yours didn't come from. It was just more of a presentation. Man, it, I felt at home. I felt like, yo, I felt like I was going to an interview where I already knew I got the job. I just had to show you that I was a normal human being, man. So yeah, this was awesome. This was super awesome. Thank you. So everybody out there, make sure you subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop. Make sure, let me get this right because I've been messing up all night. You're not going to say, I'm going to say this. Here we go. Make sure you subscribe to heritagehiphop.com on all social media streaming platforms of your choice. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Late Night Flight podcast on all streaming media and make sure not only when you find it, you listen, but you subscribe and support. If they have merch, buy the merch. If they do a drive with a raise money, do that because at the end of the day, 
you don't go to work for free. And we're not saying that we, 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 we demand payment. You give God an offering by giving them your time and patronage. We also ask the same thing because we do God's work, which is to cater to you willingly and also celebrate you and your intelligence through conversation. Absolutely. Cash App, Dollar Sign, The Late Night Flight, all spelled together, spelled correctly, all right? T-H-E-L-A-T-E-N-I-G-H-T-F-L-I-G-H-T with the dollar sign in front, of course. Um, I want to just shout out a poet by the name of Influence. Uh, he has a dope shirt, Influence the Life. Y'all can uh, check him out on Instagram. I believe it's uh, at uh, Influence underscore a life or Influence a Life. Um, I heard a great poem from him at uh, this uh, hotel called Aloft that was in Secaucus, New Jersey, man. He was talking about uh, black people and niggas. And it was, it was pretty, I gotta, I have to give it to him. It was pretty deep, pretty dope. And I said, yo, I'm gonna buy a shirt from you. And that's, look, I support other Levites or I believe Levites, I meant to, I'm sorry, my apologies. I support other Levites. I'm a Levite, my brother right here from Hip Hop Heritage. He's a Levite, yo, we, like he said, man, we are using our gifts in our presentations as a tool to provide news and, and, and advertising to the everyday listener. And yo, this, when you're doing God's work, I'm not saying that we deserve anything, but we're, we're trying our best to earn. So if you believe that we're earning it, please donate to us, you know what I'm saying? Buy our merch, donate to the, uh, late, the late night flight on cash app. We need it. We definitely look in the market and promote ourselves. Exactly. So with that being said, we've come to the final question. Once again, we thank everybody for listening and to celebrate you. We're going to celebrate him with this last question. 50 years from now, no, 50, 500 years from now, when they do the Media Hall of Fame in New Jersey, if not in the Library of Congress, your podcast, Late Night Flight podcast is there. If someone pushes a hologram, I mean, a button on the on wall and your hologram comes out and people hear your story see your work, and get further inspired by what you laid down. What is the legacy that you left on the world that made it better because you podcasted and taught the world through your mind and creativity? Be the visionary that doesn't give up on yourself. They tell you that you have second chances in life. Let me tell you, if you live life right, you can have a third chance, if you live life tremendously, you can have a fourth. Life is long. It is not as short as what they tell you. Yeah, sometimes you may sit back and say, wow, I remember when I was 20. Sure you do. It's when you was having fun. But when you're damn near 40, guess what? The fun is over. It's time to invest and it's time to make something really happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. You wouldn't see that in a hologram, me coughing. But more importantly, what will happen is... That vision that you have will let you know that your second, your third, your fourth opportunity will never be your last opportunity if you don't give up on yourself. My story is it's going to be a story of vindication and redemption because I didn't have everything together when I was 20. My parents didn't tell me or talk to me about what I wanted to do when I went to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to college. I just got pushed to go to college because they didn't have the opportunity to go and they thought it'd be the, the best Christian thing to make, to make happen. And I would never fault them for that. But at the same time, I have to have my second, my third wind up because of that. But I'm not gonna let that stop me, nor should you.
And with that being said, to close out the show, ladies and gentlemen, just remember that your life is a statement that is not lived by you, it's inspired by you. A tree is known from the fruit that comes from it. But when you have good fruit, you have good seeds and a good seed grows into a fertile mind. But if you have bad fruit, not only do your seeds not grow, but they spoil. Let the most high spoil you with blessings from the deeds that you do. And please don't get spoiled by men who will see you rock to the betterment of their own lives. Remember, even a blind man has vision. It takes his third eye and godliness to see, not only to be. With that being said, this is Karev, a heritage hip hop with Nas Naru of the Top Flight, the, wait, the Top Flight Podcast. Letting you know, not only are we here, but so are you. So when the buffet table is set, Join us to have your fill. With that being said, we say peace and we out. Thank you for listening to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. We'd like to thank our guest, Niles Nauru and the Late Night Flight Podcast for allowing us to not only bring their story to the table, but to share their content with our Heritage Hip Hop family. And look for us, Heritage Hip Hop, to appear on their platform as well. So make sure you subscribe to the Late Night Flight Podcast on all DSPs. Check out their social media and look for greatness to happen as we continue to build bridges and to fortify the strength of the hip-hop culture with unity and not division and fake competition. This is Karev of Heritage Hip Hop reminding everybody, if you're on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and comment on the video. If you are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok or Twitter, make sure you follow. Hit the bell so you know whenever we're posting. And more importantly, if you just like to stream podcasts, be sure to follow Heritage Hip Hop Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast needs fulfilled. We continue on with episode 174 coming to an end, and we look forward to more episodes. And August 28th, we have the Heritage Hip Hop Award Show at 8 p.m. Our award show is always the last Saturday of the year in August of that year. So be sure to join us as we celebrate the winners of a great year in hip hop culture from New Jersey to around the world. We'd like to give a shout out to everybody out there listening. Thank you for your continued support. We ask that you continue to grow with us as we take Heritage Hip Hop to the next level because the second phase of the platform is now in practice. Episode 175 is coming and we count down to episode 200, which should be a big one. With that being said, once again, thank you. This is Kareva Heritage Hip Hop saying peace and we out.